Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We stream it live on YouTube. We on Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will. Skywalker still. Boom. Game week is finally here, Cowboys. If Mike couldn't get you fired up, if the rattlesnake couldn't get you fired up, I'm going to try to get you fired up. We got Cowboys, Giants, week one preview, and we're talking about the Giants offense against this Cowboys soon-to-be dominant defense. Yes, indeed. In the roundup, we do have some injury news to get to. A little, little concerns there, but it's all good. Plus, my guy, my cuzzo, Terrence Steele, got the bag. If that, man, look, how do you not get fired up from that? What's good, Bob Squad? Bob Squad! Ah, man. It, it feels good to be back in this week preparation saddle. Uh, we, we've spent, what, six months or whatever it was in the offseason just trying to get by. And we did. Like, we did a fantastic job of doing that. But now we get to focus week in, week out on the next opponent. And that's how we do it here uh, for those who are, are fairly new to how we operate on this channel, on this show, we will start off each week re- basically reviewing the game prior on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday. We usually ramp up for the next opponent. But because of the holiday, because there's no previous opponent, we start week one preparation today. And if you do want to call in, you can do so. Uh, 351-999-3787. I'll probably get to the phone lines on the back half of the show. We have a lot to get into a lot to get into we got some roundup news and I do want to focus on this Giants offense and how the Cowboys will match up against it uh because you know Brian Dayball Mike Kafka I call it the Dayball deception those dudes are the master of deception the master of disguise and we'll jump into the film room and take a look at some things and how the Cowboys can counter that or or at the very least uh how the Cowboys can attack it because they will try to attack Dallas and of itself so I'm excited y'all I can't wait to get into this thing. I can't wait to get into the season uh, routine because, it, it, in my opinion, I think we have one of the best routines out there. So I appreciate y'all for joining me this morning. Let's get into this roundup because we got some things to talk about. I'm a little bit concerned about injuries right now, but uh, we'll get a better idea once we get to about Thursday or so. So uh, here we go with the roundup. Time. 
is time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you for a second, Cowboys Nation. I was just chilling the other day and, you know, on Twitter, got some uh, notifications that Tyler Smith left practice early with a hamstring issue. Don't like that. Do not like that. This is the uh, word from the beat. Quote, Cowboys left guard Tyler Smith exited practice today, which was um, Monday, I believe, with hamstring discomfort. A person familiar with the situation said initial belief, however, is it's minor when it comes to hamstrings and it comes to Cowboys. I never look at anything as minor. So this is definitely a bit of a concern going into week one against a defensive line that is pretty damn nasty. It's a really good defensive line. Uh, and Wink is a, is a crazy defensive coordinator. We'll get into that tomorrow. But we, we definitely need Tyler Smith that full go on Sunday, uh, Sunday night and even if he's 95%, 90%, I'll take it. But I'm hoping this is something that goes away. And by the time we get to the end of the week, Tyler Smith is good to go. He's young. So, you know, they're, you, they usually can bounce back from these things a little bit better than a veteran. But, man, this felt random because Tyler Smith has been cool all offseason. No issues. And then, boom, this pops up the week of the game. Don't like it. But we'll keep our eye on it. Also, here's some good news, though. Donovan Wilson... He's progressing. He's getting closer. He didn't practice yesterday, but he was off to the side doing resistance, uh, the resistance, the resistance bands with Britt Brown. So, you know, word is from McCarthy, he's getting there. Uh, we don't, we won't know until Fridays or Thursday or Friday's designation, but I'm hoping like hell that he's good to go for week one. They didn't put him on IR. They didn't put him on any type of designation that would have him miss games. So if he's not available for week one, I think he'll be ready next week, but We'll keep an eye on that. Good news, though, he's progressing and he's getting closer. McCarthy did say we're not going to designate anything uh, with him just yet. We're early in the week. No practice today, so we won't know anything about either of these guys. However, to complete the shit sandwich, right? Sam Williams did not practice Monday and was not on the side doing resistance band work because he suffered turf toe. Last week, you know, in the middle of the the holiday weekend, right? We kind of this kind of got brushed under the rug. But Sam Williams, he he had turf toe last week, and those things can linger. Those things can be an issue. He he didn't practice yesterday. There's no practice today. We'll see what happens tomorrow and Thursday, and then they'll likely start to head out uh, to New York at the end of the week. But man, we we were excited about Sam. We still are, right? We're excited about Sam Williams' year too. But if he can't start off the season, that sucks. And, and, you know, this is a terrible timing given what happened with Sam Williams off the field. Now we combat that with him possibly not playing on the field. Uh, it, it makes you a little queasy, but we're hoping for the best for Sam Williams, Dono, and Tyler Smith. So these are some injuries we have to, to keep our eyes on throughout this week. Let's get to some good news. Some good news, man. I'm, I'm gonna have to hit up my cousin. I'm gonna hit up. Hey, cuz, what's good with you? Terrence Steele secures the bag. For those who have been around here since 2020, Terrence Steele has started off as my third cousin. When we've had 
cookout shows, which you know what that means if you've been here, and you'll know what that means come Monday when the Cowboys get the job done. He's always sat at the kid table because he quite, he just never really established himself until 2021. He got that chance. So we, we know about Terrence Steele, right? Comes in 2020, an undrafted free agent, gets thrown in the fire, and he just bombs for most of the season. But you saw, you saw something towards the end. And the game for me that kind of turned it around was against the Ravens in 2020. He put out some good film, and I did a breakdown on that. But then in 2021, offseason came. He had his ups and downs. Preseason was very hit or miss, and he was thrown in the fire once again, held his own against the Chargers, and the rest is history to me. On that right side, Terrence Steele has held it down to the to the point that the Cowboys gave him a five-year extension, $86 million, $50 million guaranteed. Shouts out to Cuzzo, man. Shouts out to him. I wanted to get this thing done last year. Uh, they probably wanted to see him get another year in. I thought we could maybe sneak a cheap deal. He ended up playing out of his mind. Terrence Steele played very well last year, and then he got injured. And I know a lot of people think, well, if you get injured, discount, right? Eh, maybe, depending on who you are. But at this premium position, that necessarily wasn't the case. Now, I saw some people talk about how this was an overpay. And I'll get into that here in a quick second. But this, in my opinion, was no overpay. Uh, th th this is a guy who was only up and up at 26 years old and deserved every single last cent that he got, in my opinion. They talked to Coach McCarthy about Terrence Steele's bag, about the contract extension. And uh, here's McCarthy on that in today's first word. And Terrence Steele, the man. I mean, just just look at his journey here. Um, you look look at his first year, you know, and I mean, he's earned everything. Um, so uh, he, he's, he's someone obviously we have a lot of very high value. Um, Tied to him, and and it's uh, he, you know he's earned this contract. Really proud of him, um, but uh, just his work ethic and the way he goes about it, you know. So I mean, he's improved. And he's improving every year. We've asked him to improve, and uh, says so much about him as a person. Terrence did not have one setback. Um, you know, didn't miss a day. He was in here every day, same time. I mean, it was I mean it was like clockwork. You know, watching him attack his rehab. So, which is. You know, how he attacks everything. So, I mean, that's like I said, it's the man, Terrence Steele. It's the man, Terrence Steele. You got to love coach, man. If there was any player that deserved it to me, uh, it, it was Terrence Steele. It was Terrence Steele. One of the hardest workers on the team from day one, um, getting in the lab with Duke, attacking his rehab. And then going out and putting it on the field, if we're being honest, too. Like you can be a hard worker and everything, but if you don't go out there and put it on the field and improve year over year, then it doesn't, it doesn't matter when it comes to getting that bag. He has morphed himself into one of the best run-blocking tackles in the league. In the league. And from a pass-blocking standpoint, he's improved, as I said, year over year. He went from year one as an undrafted rookie getting thrown in the fire, giving up nine sacks to only giving up one sack on the right side the last two seasons. Okay? And then in 2022, he only allowed more than two pressures one time. One time. He allowed more than two pressures five times in 2021. So he is clearly improving. 
And this is, again, like I said, he's 26 years old. He's athletic. He's strong. He is a, a, a just a workhorse in the run game. Him and Zach Martin have this connection on that right side that, you know, when they do that duo block, they are one of the best right sides in the National Football League, in my opinion. I mean, just look at him throwing dudes around. Ter and now Terrence Steele, you know what he has to that, that I can honestly say I didn't quite see in year one? It's the attitude. It's the attitude. And the play that comes to mind about Terrence Steele and, and the attitude was against the Washington football people in 2020 when the, the, the year was just, it was going down bad for the Cowboys. And Andy Dalton gets knocked out. I mean, he gets rocked. And not a single person, including Terrence Steele, a single person came to Andy Dalton's defense right there. And I think maybe because you had a bunch of guys who just weren't sure of themselves, who were, who were trying to get them their, their heads into the game and into the season. But ever since then, now Terrence still has this confidence and this attitude that he brings each week that you don't see that anymore. He, he has turned into the enforcer when things like that happen. And uh, maybe he got a little bit of that from Lyell. Maybe that just that has come with confidence. But, you know, just a shout out to Terrence Steele. Again, 26 years old. The arrow is pointing up everywhere. Work ethic, pass blocking, run blocking. Just everything about him is pointing up. And I'm excited to see what the future holds for him on that right side. You you may potentially have your, your two studs, your two bookend tackles in Tyler and Terrence. Or... We'll see what happens with Austin Richards. But nonetheless, I think you got three options to have bookends, young bookends at the tackle spot, and you can kind of fill the rest in the middle as you go go along. So salute to T Steel, man. Salute to him. Before we move on and, and break down this Cowboys defense against the Giants offense, let's go ahead and hit the phone. Well, we'll hit the phone lines real quick. We got James on the horn. Let's hear what he got to say about today. What's good, James? I'm I'm good, brother. How are you? Oh, wait a minute. Let's bring him in. Come on, let's hurry up. Now we got. But you, we man. always end up having that Sunday <laughs> night game, but that's you all was, good. You was muted for a little bit, James. But go ahead, go ahead. You good? Yeah, yeah. That's that's all good. So anyway, to make a long story short, I just have a couple of quick questions for you. Like I said, I always like asking you and Vach because when you guys say things, hey, I know it, it is what it is. Um, you kind of touched on one of them. I was going to ask you how um, worried are you about Terrence uh, Steele, uh, Terrence uh, Steele, but Tyler uh, Smith's uh, hamstring injury because I know oh, I agree oh. with you with the Cowboys though. Which one? Downplay shit. It ends up being longer than it needs to be. That's question one. Terrence or Tyler? You said Terrence, and then you kind of threw Tyler. I know. I meant Tyler. Sorry. Tyler. Okay. Uh, yes, sir. I mean, he's young. He's like 23. You know, he's a young player. It's it's yeah. considered minor right now. So, I mean, I, I can't say that I'm, I'm overly worried until we get to the end of the, the, the week. I mean, how, I don't know what else to say, really, besides just keep an eye on it. Um, and, right. and it's hamstring. So, anytime I hear hamstring, I, there is concern, right? <laughs> Hamstring in Dallas Cowboys mm -hmm. history is not great, but <laughs> yeah, all I can think about is he's a young dude. He's 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 dealt with injuries before. Uh, last year, if y'all remember, he had the mm -hmm. ankle sprain, and then he came out week one and played well enough. So just gotta keep yeah. an eye on it. I, I don't. I can't really tell you, give I you mean, I, a rating on right. where I'm at one to ten until maybe I get to Thursday. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm concerned. I'm not like melting down over it, but I am mm -hmm. concerned. You know because. He's one. Of, he's as far as I'm concerned. He's probably like our 
second best offensive lineman behind Zach Martin. So, you know. Don't disrespect, my, don't disrespect question, my cousin Terrence Steele, but go ahead. Yeah, I think he's our best <laughs> lineman right now for me. That's just me. I, I love Zach Martin, man. That's the way that goes. Oh, no, but no, no. I'm talking is, about um, Terrence Steele's the second best. But go ahead. Do your thing. Do your thing. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, and then the second thing I was going to ask you is I know there's a lot of people, I've watched a lot of other, you know, um, uh, people doing cowboy videos, and it just seems like they – don't seem to have a whole lot of confidence in our defense. And I've gone on a few people's pages. It's like, you know, I know we got to prove ourselves against some of these really good teams that we're going to play. Okay, that's fine. But, I mean, look at this defense. This defense is going to carry us to a lot of these victories over some of these good teams. Now, I'm going to throw it out there. I want to see what you think. That might, you know, for you might be a little bit later. I don't know. But I'm thinking 13 and 4. Am I out of my mind? For the for the as season, as far as uh, how we're going to end up with the season, oh no, I mean, I think we'll win at least thirteen. We won twelve back okay. to back, and we're a better team. Thirteen is not yeah. some no. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at our defense that's going to lean uh, that we're going to be leaning on. I think it's the most for me. I think it's the most dominating of the two, you know, um, components that we have. I think our defense is going to carry us this year. I think our offense. I think we'll score just enough, but then I think our defense will take us home. Shoot, sometimes I think we'll be more than just enough, man. Just enough is like middle yeah, offense. Yeah. I think we'll be better than that, but yeah, right. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm just loving the defense. I, I I'm not usually an offensive kind of guy because in high school, like you know, I played on the high school, you know, offensive line football team before I tore my knees up. But outside of that, I just love what this defense is doing. Dan Quinn is bringing in players. We drafted some good players. Hey, I don't know about you, Sky, but I am hyped and I am ready to go. That's all I got for you. Again. I love your shows. You and Vach are the best. And peace. And we are whipping that, I don't know if I can say it, ass on Sunday night. Trust and believe. You can say it on this show. We done said it all. Appreciate you, James. Well, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> all good. All good. Hey, so, somebody. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. I got one more. I'll get to John. And then um, we'll, we'll break down this um, this offense-defense matchup. Saw somebody in the chat say he they questioned whether – Tyler Smith played well enough because he did get Dak Hansbroke, and, I, and I've brought that up many a times. Uh, but relatively speaking, given that he was told a week and a half, hey, you're going to slide out to the left tackle. Didn't play any left tackle snaps. You go watch the film. He played well enough. That was the word I said. He played well enough. But on that play, he definitely did not play good enough and got Dak's handbroke. There's no doubt about it. Uh, didn't derail the season, fortunately. But I don't know how you can put on the film of Tyler Smith in week one, given what he was asked to do in the pre-offseason, and then come into week one and say he didn't play well enough. He did. He did. Just you're not going to play well on every single snap, and that was the one snap, unfortunately, that got the uh, the Cowboys quarterback hurt. So I do want to let you know. I mean, I don't know if you watched the film, but if you go back and watch week one, Tyler Smith was not one of your bad players on that offense line by far. In fact, he was one of your better ones, and I'll just leave it at that. Let's get John from Harlem. What's good, John? Yo, what's good, Scott? How you doing, man? Blessed day to you. What's up with you? Yeah. Am I being paranoid about the offensive line depth or, you know, (laughs) is it something that we should really be concerned about? Because I haven't been hearing anything about the front office looking into any of the roster cuts, you know, that got down to the final 53 around the league. Oh, that's over. All the yeah, I know. I'm just saying, but I haven't heard of you know 
being interested in anybody, any offensive lineman that might have been cut from another team or maybe a, a veteran free agent that was out there. I haven't heard of them doing anything in that regard. Well, and let I'm me like, help you. They picked up a, a guy named Sean Harlow, um, a center from the yeah, Giants. I heard that one. Yeah, so they did pick up somebody, um, and he's. I would venture to guess by the time he gets up to speed, he might be your your Brock Hoffman Forniak replacement because he got some center guard okay. duties. Right now, if something were to happen, I think Hoffman would be your backup center uh, because he he knows the offense. But I think once Harlow gets up to speed, he'll probably be that guy they'll they'll have on game day. But but right now, oh. yeah, your backup is two young guys and two Doga. So to answer your initial question, no, you're not you're not crazy to be concerned. Don't, that was the main concern to me come February, and it's still the main concern offensively to me here in September is your offensive line depth. you got to hope these guys stay healthy. Yeah, because so, it's so important for us. I mean, for most teams, you know, that offensive line, if that goes bad, that affects everything. That affects the defense as well. That's mm-hmm. You're not able to sustain any drives. Your defense is right back off the field. They're getting tired. It just messes everything up. So <clears throat> I hope they get that situation uh, corrected. And one more thing before I, before I go, am I being unrealistic or in, in fairy fairy land thinking that if Chris Jones <laughs> don't get it <laughs> done with the Chiefs, <laughs> can we offer up some kind of package to uh, get this guy? I mean, if maybe I heard somebody float around that, uh, you know, we give him over. So, oh, gosh. I, I, so I don't yeah, – feel like, I'm not the type, y'all know me, man. I just, I, I hate that type of stuff on the internet. And I could easily take that, make it into content, and it'd be, it'd be easy. But what are we talking about? It's some random, non-verified, reputable source. Not even, a, not even a source. Just somebody said, oh, hey, Cowboys, Chris Jones, first round pick, Osa Digizua. And now it's a thing. Like, that is not a thing. It, that, is, that is not a thing. Uh, but, but I'll play along with the game. Hell yeah. I, w- I would love to have a Chris Jones on this team. Are you kidding me? I would love to do it. Um, but 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 don't don't get caught up in, into that, man. That's just I can't help yeah, I can't help it, bro. Oh, <laughs> when they gosh. said that they was I ate it up. I ate it up real oh, quick. Man. I, but but see that and, and look, that's look, I get it. We're Cowboys fans. Anytime a player is available, all it takes is some outlet to mention Cowboys with it. And as fans, we're gonna retweet, we're gonna post, we're gonna talk about it, and it becomes a thing. It, it drives the nation it drives ratings. Uh, that's just I just don't fall for it more often than not. Yeah. I hate you, brother. I hate you. Well, look, that's all I got. Uh, we ain't got no worries against the Giants. None. None. It's gonna be an easy win. Not saying it's gonna be a blowout, but it's gonna be an easy win. You have a good rest of the show, my brother, Cowboy Nation. We good. We good. My guy James from Harlem, Blue Magic. John, John, brother, John. <laughs> oh, my bad. John, John, my bad. <laughs> I had, J- I had James right. just earlier, so I said James from Harlem. John from Harlem. My bad, bro. All right, we good, we good, bro. You take it easy. Salute. Shouts out to you, John. John, J-O-H-N, not James. Uh, Good segue, though. Good segue heading into talking about the Giants and nothing to worry about. Here's the thing. I always say this. Fear no one because this team is good enough to beat anybody. I truly in my heart believe that we have the coaching. We have the offensive uh, personnel. We have the defensive personnel to go out there, compete and beat anyone. Respect them though, right? Like respect everyone. And what we do week in, week out, we're going to find what said team does well 
and how the Cowboys need to prepare or uh, be ready for attack, com- combat that. And then we'll find out where that little weakness is and how the Cowboys can get uh, to that as well. And that'll be each week. We'll, we'll look at both the good and the bad of a team because I just think it's, it's kind of cool, especially when you dive into the film room. So that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to talk about this Giants offense, what it was like a little bit last year and the previous years and what it could potentially look like this season with a couple new additions in that Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka offense. Here we go. Week one of the 2023 season is finally here and the Cowboys are looking to end one streak while continuing another. Since McCarthy has arrived, the Cowboys have put together back-to-back 12-win seasons for the first time since the 90s. But it hasn't started off great for the McCarthy-led Cowboys during his tenure with an 0-3 start in season openers. On the flip side, the Cowboys haven't lost to the Giants with Dak Prescott at the helm since 2016. That's 10 straight victories. And while the second-year head coach Brian Dayball has done wonders for the Giants, they were on the receiving end of a sweep in 2022, having lost both to Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. But it was the defense that kept the Dayball-led offense at bay, averaging only 18 points a game between the two contests. Seeing Daniel Jones getting sacked eight times with one touchdown and one interception, and while running back Saquon Barkley did find the end zone on a 36-yard touchdown in the first matchup, that was about it. In his other 24 carries, he averaged 3.5 yards per carry. This will be the second year in the Dayball offense, and they do have some new weapons in tight end Darren Waller and rookie speedster Jalen Hyatt. Let's take a look at what we can expect in this matchup between the Cowboys defense versus the Giants offense. This is going to be a good one, man. This is going to be a good one. I, I say this all the time about Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka. I respect these two gentlemen a ton. This is going to be a chess match between Dan and Dayball. And as I said in that B-roll there, the Cowboys have held this duo to 18 points per game in the two matchups last year. I don't really like to account too much of what they did previously because Jason Garrett you know that offense was terrible under uh Dan Quinn I'm sorry under Daniel Jones the other Dan now I'm gonna talk about all of these players here in a second uh and these are the key players I have for this matchup Saquon Barkley Darren Waller Andrew Thomas and Jalen Hyatt but before we talk about a couple of their key players I think I want to start with one of the biggest improvements from the Giants offense and that was in the red zone and a lot of that to me had to do with Mike Kafka and Brian Dayball this is kind of crazy when you look at the 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 year over improvement 2021 they were 32nd in red zone efficiency and 21st in go-to-go efficiency the very next year they were seventh in red zone efficiency and sixth in go-to-go efficiency well how did Daniel Jones do in the red zone (laughs) this is crazy in 2021 he was last in red zone completion percentage that shot up to 70 percent and that was seventh in the nfl 37 percent in 2021 to 70 percent daniel jones didn't just turn into this troy aikman type of quarterback dayball and kafka are like that in my opinion 
and he went from being one of the worst red zone guys to being first in EPA per attempt. I just don't think that is a coincidence, y'all. I don't. So if the if the Giants can get down to the red zone, they have proven that they can punch this thing in. And we'll talk a little bit more in a second about the scheme and, and why it can be a little bit difficult to deal with if you don't do a specific thing. But first, let's talk about these players. Saquon Barkley. We all know about Saquon Barkley. The offense runs through Barkley. The, the, the play action runs through Barkley or the disguise of running it in general right and if he is moving and grooving then the Giants offense is usually moving and grooving when you look at the the whole numbers in 2021 he had a bounce back year it had been a couple seasons since Saquon could stay healthy and be productive over an entire year but he was that last year 1300 yards and 10 touchdowns but when you dive into the advanced stats it tells a slightly different story from an efficiency standpoint he was 21st in DVOA, his rush yards over expected, he ranked 16th, and yards after contact per attempt was 27th. And to me, this tracks, because I've always said this about Saquon Barkley, especially when the Cowboys played him. If you can, if you can keep him from hitting that home run, then I think you can get him to have an inefficient day on the ground. He is a home run hitter, and that is a lot easier said than done because he's one of the top home run hitters in the league. He was second in the NFL in design rushing attempts that went for 15 plus yards. So, yes, that is the game plan, right? Is to essentially box in Saquon Barkley and make him beat beat you with his eyes at the line of scrimmage as opposed to getting to that second level, making a guy miss, and boom, now he's gone, right? So Saquon is gonna run through him. If you if you bottle him up, you make things more difficult for a guy like Daniel Jones. Andrew Thomas. Man, his turnaround's been crazy. Uh, struggle year one, and ever since then, he's kind of supplanted himself as a one of the best young tackles in the league. He was a second-team All-Pro last year, and, and he continues to kind of improve. And when you watch his film, it's, it's kind of O-line porn film, man. He, he is He's that good. He does everything you want from a left tackle standpoint. And he kind of reminds me of Tyron, where if he gets his hands on you and he's square, it's pretty much a wrap. But... Dallas did have some success against him last year. Five pressures on his side, gave up one sack. And if it's one thing that, you know, he can have a tough time dealing with, because he's a powerhouse, is, is him adjusting to that pure speed. He'll, he'll overset, which you have to, right, when you're dealing with a guy like Micah Parsons. And then if you're strong enough like Micah, you can use that speed to power or that counter move. And I, I personally think this matchup, I know we say find the scrub for Micah, which is the other side. But I, I actually like Michael Andrew Thomas. And, and Evan Neal, let Evan Neal deal with the guy that he could not deal with on that other side, and that's D-Law. D-Law had three sacks against him last year. Um, I, I don't know how much improvement Evan Neal has had. We will see. But they're going to move Michael around. But I don't dislike this matchup. I think Andrew Thomas versus Michael Parsons, I'll, I'll take it all day and tomorrow. We've had success with that matchup uh, last season. And I know Thomas is like that. Waller and Hyatt so they're the new wrinkles to this offense and these are the guys that could potentially open up a different layer of Dayball and Kafka's playbook in my opinion you got the speed of Jalen Hyatt right he can stretch the defense when needed and that'll open up 
things underneath for their slot guys. They got Wandell Robinson, Paris Campbell. I don't know what they're going to do with Cole Beasley uh, or potentially Cole Beasley if he gets some action. But I think Waller would be their de facto number one option in this offense, Cowboys Nation. And we've got some, some past experience, some past history with Darren Waller. And so does J. Ron Curse. And he talked about his past experience uh, going up against Waller and, and what to look for in this uh, matchup. And here's J. Ron on Darren Waller. But uh, as far as him having, having Darren Waller uh, played him in, played him when he was with the Raiders, uh, one of the top tight ends in this game, uh, definitely going to be a good battle. And I'm looking forward to it. One of the top two tight ends in this game. Uh, he can run, he can he can catch, he can he can move after he, after the catch. Uh, so he, he poses a threat whoever who's ever going against him. Uh, but uh, like I said, I faced him before, so I got some familiarity with his game, and uh, he probably does with me too. So like I said, it's going to be a it's going to be a, a, a showdown on uh, Sunday night. Yeah, I'm not sure if they if they cut him in general. He's still listed on their roster. Uh, talking about Kobe Beasley, my bad. He's still listed on their roster um, in regards to PFF, but. He did retire, came back, retired, came back, got signed by the Giants. So I don't, I, if my guy Authentic's in here, you let me know what's the deal with Cole Beasley Authentic. Let me know. But they do have Wandell Robinson. They do have Paris Campbell, and those dudes play in the slot a lot. They got a lot of slot dudes. They had a lot of slot guys on their team. And I think they'll utilize those guys. But they're definitely going to utilize Darren Waller. He's going to be their de facto number one wide receiver, tight end, passing option, whatever the hell you want to call it. And... When you talk about Kafka and you talk about Dayball, I think Dayball is a guy who makes the sauce and is used by Kafka. Dayball makes the sauce and is used by Kafka. What do you mean by that? In 2022, the Giants had a 54% success rate when they ran pre-snap motion with play action. That's the deception I talk about a lot. They're going to use leverage and deception to be efficient so when they did that right pre-snap motion with play action daniel jones had 118.2 quarterback rating and eight yards per attempt on such plays so that tells me that coaching matters he took a, a guy like josh allen we talk about this a lot with dayball he took a guy like josh allen and improved him to where he's at right now he got here with Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones didn't light the world on fire, but you're talking about a guy who was last in certain categories, a guy who was a turnover machine, and because of coaching, because of scheme, he was able to knock those turnovers more than half and turn him into an efficient quarterback, albeit he's not some playmaking quarterback through the air on the ground, it's a different story, but through the air, but he did enough to keep their offense respectable in a way it's not a great offense but it was respectable because of the scheme because they are masters at deception and i want to take a look at what makes their offense a little bit challenging from a film standpoint so bear with me here as we go through some of this film from preseason now this particular game is the only series i believe their first team offense had in preseason against the panthers but you will see a lot of what they did last year in this film and really you'll see some of the things they're probably going to do and i know mccarthy talked about about 35 percent of, of the plays you'll see on sunday night you will not have seen on film in general but i definitely think the basis of the giants offense will live through leverage and deception 
on this very, very first play, you get it. You get the motion. You get a stack release and an angle route by Darren Waller. So here's Darren Waller in tight. You're going to get a motion. And what I mean by stack release, these guys are going to stack. Darren Waller is going to take his time, push up, and hit this angle route for angle route for an easy first down completion. These are some of the easy buttons we talk about as well. They are known for easy buttons. Again, more motion. We're going to clear this middle of the field, and you're going to get a 1v1 on this side. So here's a pre-snap motion by the running back. That's going to move this linebacker out of the equation. And you got an easy read for Daniel Jones. A little push off at the top, but it is what it is. First down. You'll see a running theme during this whole thing here. Once again, motion, play action, max protection. Middle of the field gets pushed, and you're going to get Darren Waller on this overall. This is what I mean by max protect, if I can here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys are going to be in max protect. And this pocket is just deep and easy for Daniel Jones. Now, what's crazy is when you see a max protect, that usually means it's a two-man route into likely four or five guys in defense. One, two, three, four, five, and if you count him, six. But the reason why this breaks open the way it does is Jalen Hyatt's going to get an inside release and push this middle of the field, which is technically open right now. And cause a little bit of clog, clogged up lane here. He can't fire through. Waller reads where he needs to break. And this is a wide open read. This is this is scheme. Now, he doesn't catch it. He gets rocked. Good hit by the guy. But this is scheme getting these guys open. Motion, play action, RPO. Once again, motion. Watch what the play action does to the linebacker right here. Opens up that window. Easy read for Daniel Jones. He's reading that linebacker the whole way. And I believe that Shaq Thomas... Gets a completion, move the chains. You're going to see a lot of this on Sunday, in my opinion. Now, this is just about finding a mismatch. They start with two in the back. Once again, another motion. Daniel Jones is going to read the defense. Watch how they drive these guys out, and you get a one-on-one. -on -one. I'm going to drive up the seam. I'm going to drive, or drive up the seam here, drive up the boundary here, and Daniel Jones is just going to read... What is he going to do? This is Darren Waller also reading. If he's going to play inside leverage, I'll just break on the outside. Easy completion right here. Now, this will be probably, and that play will likely be LVE. Maybe if they go big dime, you'll get a Dino situation or J-Ron situation. But Shaq Thomas is a pretty damn good cover linebacker, but Darren Waller is like a big giant receiver at the end of the day. Now you're going to get double motion with a, a flood concept and a whole bunch of options. They start off here in twins. Both of these tight ends are going to motion on the inside. And this is this is what makes this scheme difficult if you don't get the pressure. You're going to have a million different things happening right here. You got the tight end coming down the line of scrimmage. The other tight end is going to run to the flat. Got a kind of a, a weird post seam route here with this uh, wide receiver. And on the backside, while all this is going on, he's just going to run this over. And he's got a ton of options if he, if he really wants to. And this works tremendously in man coverage. And that's kind of what they're going to get here for an easy first down. Big play. Now, he could run this rock. He could dump it off here to Bellinger, I believe that is. Or he can just be patient. Let this backside receiver get open. Get the catch for a first down. These are the things that you'll see on Sunday that you'll see, I think, every single week 
for the Giants, Dayball and Kafka. Easy completions, play action, boots, play actions, deep dropbacks, max protect. And this one right here specifically is something the Cowboys should definitely be prepared for because they've seen it a few times. Once again, motion. But watch this tight end kind of engage at the beginning of this route. Looks like I'm going to be blocking. That throws off this linebacker. He's going to attack here, right? And just great timing here. Off the play action, he attacks, gets rid of it, slips right out for the easy touchdown. This happened to the Cowboys twice last year against the Giants. Once in the first matchup, here's the tight end here. You're going to get play action. The tight end is going to crash down like he's blocking right here. Boom. Looks like I'm about to be blocking. Everybody's going to react to the play action. And then once there is a play action, now you got scramble drill, right? One, two, three, four, five, six guys. Six guys on defense against two essentially deep routes. You would think one underneath, but that's going to pull one, two, three different defenders. And you got the tightness slipping on the backside for easy completion. And these are some of the easy buttons, some of the challenges, some of the deceptions that Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka are going to use against the Cowboys' aggressive defense. Now, the key to this, in my opinion, the key to this is all about getting pressure on Daniel Dimes. And that's something the Cowboys did at a high rate last year. I think they sacked Daniel Jones eight times in those two matchups. In his first matchup, they sacked him five times and pressured him at one of the highest rates I've ever seen. Uh, there were some numbers that came out after that game, and I think it was something like, this was the highest pressure rate on Monday Night Football in the last 10 years or whatever it was. So the Cowboys definitely had the defensive line to pressure Daniel Jones, to disrupt all of the timing and, and things of such. But one of the things you saw them do in the second matchup, get the ball out, get the ball out, get the ball out, play action, get Daniel Jones on the move. Daniel Jones was on the move in this game, but he was on the move because he had that pressure. You know, he was running around doing these type of things and not completing passes. I think he had a QBR of like 30-something in this game. In the second game, he was a little more cleaner, and he was a little better, and that was because Kafka and, and Dayball understood, okay, we can't just drop back. We can't just play action, drop back, and expect things to open up on the back end. The Cowboys' coverage was too good at the time. Their front is, is, is entirely too crazy, and we need to do something to combat that, and I think you'll see it come from pre-snap motion and play action at the snap or during pre-snap motion. That was the most successful thing they did last year. And just in that opening preseason debut for their first team offense, I think they're going to continue to do it. Now, what they'll do is they'll match that with Jalen Hyatt. They'll send Jalen Hyatt on some deep routes. They'll maybe get him some bubble screens to open up everything underneath. And then they'll, they'll feature Darren Waller as a tight end one. You know, he's he healthy, so he, he's going to be a weapon that you have to deal with. Will he be healthy all season? That's something he hasn't done in his career too much. But in week one, he is definitely a guy you got to deal with. But I, I think this is a good matchup. I do. They have wide receivers that don't scare me. I get there's the speed with Jalen Hyatt. But if you're going to run deep routes with Jalen Hyatt, then you have to be able to protect it up front. And if you're doing a bunch of play action max stuff, and, and you're sending Jalen Hyatt deep, you're likely sending him into a sea of two or three guys. So you better hope he can take on some contested catches or Daniel Jones could just outthrow the coverage, right? When it comes to the play action, they're going to do a lot of play action on the edge because that'll allow those tackles and guards to attack one certain side, you know, hard. And then Daniel Jones will have that deep pocket 
because they're not allowing that speed, right, to get that bend around the edge. But if they don't, if they're just doing straight drop back, it's going to be a long night. A long night for Daniel Jones in that backfield, in my opinion. And you saw it in that first game, whether it came from exotic blitzes, whether it came from stunts up front. I don't even know if he's going to have to do all that. I don't. Now, the stunts did get to him. You know, when they did stunt, I think you saw Daniel Jones worried about that guy coming up the middle and that guy clearing out the lane for for the end stunt. But I anticipate them getting him on a move. That's kind of where I'm at with it. I anticipate him getting him on a move. Let's talk to uh, AZ all day. What's good, AZ? Hey, big dog. What's What's good with you? Hey, baby, I'm just uh, listening to you give your analysis of the Giants. And I think the last two minutes you hit the nail on the head, it's all about our pressures. Yeah. What I see, I don't see, and you can fill me in, I don't see how their O-line can stack up against our D. That's it just doesn't. Raining. That's all. I'm just, try, I'm just trying to keep it straight. It doesn't, which is, which is I, I why I say they're, they're going to be – deceptive right there's going to be deception they're going to try to use our leverage our aggressiveness against us so i think we have to, if they're going to be deceptive we have to be disciplined and dominant up front if we're if we're disciplined on the back end and we're dominant up front then all that deception doesn't matter because we, we again 18 points per game last year we held them to with all of this deception and they got some some good things off in there and they got some new weapons but None of that matters if you can't block it up front. And, that, and I think they know that, AZ. I think they understand that they really can't deal with this defensive line down and down out. So we got to move Daniel Jones. We got to get guys going one way and come another way. We've got to slip this tight end underneath, and we've got to get some over routes against this man coverage or this cover one. So, yeah, they're going to be deceptive. You just got to stay disciplined and dominant up front. I, I'm hearing what you're saying. I do agree with you. Uh, Darren Waller. He's 30, right? Came out of LV. He, he, in 2021, he hit, what, 650 plus or minus 50 yards? In sure. 2022, what did he do? Half that? 350? Yeah, Dar where's he going? Darren Waller, it's not talent for Darren Waller's injuries. If Darren Waller is, is, is healthy, Darren Waller is one of the toughest tight ends to match up with. But if, he, if he's injured, then you're going to get the years that you just talked about. But when he's healthy, he's pretty damn good, man. Okay. So off topic, and I know we're talking about the Giants. I just doing some. Uh, a lot of people were talking about, oh, Philly this, Philly that, Philly this. Uh, I think it it came up on Fish, uh, and it came up on yours. They lost eight eight starters, right? I went and did a little more research on that. The 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 four defensive line uh, defensive guys they lost. Uh, had a total total solo tackle of 272 for the year out of 734 total. That's a third. They lost those players. That's a third of their solo tackles. That that's that's a problem for Philly. So when we get when we get into the thick of things with them, that's something. That's a hole that they got to fill. And I don't think they're going to do that with their off. Your D line. With all due respect, Carter, right? With all due respect, I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you. Right, let me tell you. <laughs> we don't care. 
I, 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 I do not care. I do not care Go about the Philadelphia it, Eagles today, bro. And, and this is with all due respect to what you're saying. The Cowboys play the yeah. Giants on Sunday night. Once we get to week nine and play the Philadelphia Eagles, we'll be talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, offseason, you know, banter, you're back and forth and whatnot. But um, I, look, bro, I, I'm not one of the content creators that gets into the Eagle Cowboy content creation back and forth on Twitter. I'm, I'm focused on the task at hand, and the task at hand, man, is looking at these Giants. Philly is eight weeks from now. You know what I mean? I get you. Yeah. So, last comment, we're going to whoop that giant ass. With you. That's all I got to say. I'm with you now. AZ. Or as Jack-Jack will say, with all due disrespect. Philly, man. With all due disrespect. I, I, I don't know. I, I, you know what's crazy? I bet you they know exactly what we've been doing in the offseason. I couldn't tell you exactly what they've been doing. Draft season, sure, because we're following the draft and whatnot. Uh, if they make some blockbuster trade or whatever, sure. But listen, man, we'll get there when we get there. It's still a respectable team. It's going to be a dogfight. And, and, you know, but I'm not getting into the, I'm not getting into all that on, on, on Twitter, man. That That's, they are, they, I don't think we understand when I say we, I mean our community, understand what we're doing for them. We are driving their engagement up. Yeah, we are. We don't need it. Marcus, what's good, Marcus? <laughs> hey, Scott, good morning. What's up, man? What's up? What's good with you? Hey, man. Uh, let me get a couple of, of thoughts from you, if I can. What is what's the uh, what are the if, what are the two things that you're looking for that you want to see from this first game out of the Cowboys? One thing from the offense, and one thing from the defense. I want to see an efficient offense. We don't normally that week one last year. I think it's stuck in everybody's head, right? I want to see the uh -huh. offense. I, I would love for the offense to look like it looked in, in week one of, of 2021. Not exactly, but, you know, scoring 28 points. Um, they were extremely efficient. I would love to be better on the ground than, than they were in 2021. But I'm looking for the offense in general to be a, a lot more efficient than it was last year. Uh, defensively, just be you. Just be who you are. This <laughs> the Week in, week out, it's not going to be a whole lot we got to talk about with the defense, man. Dan Quinn has seen right. everything. Right, you got the personnel mm -hmm. to match up with whatever you want to match up with. Just be you. Yeah. The Cowboys are who they are. I think right. they can they can make Danny Dimes turn into Danny Turnover like he was prior to Dayball getting here. Just because we have improved everywhere, I think defensively, um, especially when you look at the starters, um, as opposed to them. Who yeah, they brought in the center. Right, they got their center up front. Huh? They brought in a couple guys up front. They, yeah. they they've gotten better in a sense up front, but I don't think good enough to match our, our front seven. And if and we ain't even talk about Stefan Gilmore on the other side. So you got these receivers who, to me, aren't that crazy of a threat. It's the scheme. I said what? this a couple weeks ago, uh, Marcus. Mm -hmm. I fear no one. I respect everyone. But I respect Dayball right. more than anybody on that team. It's Dayball and Kafka right. that, that really makes mm -hmm. that thing go, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Me too. And, and, and to that, man, I guess that's that would be the thing. Uh, uh, I know they gave Daniel, Don Daniel Jones some money. Yeah. Uh, think about that, whatever you want to think about that. But if I have a concern, and I don't, I'm not concerned about the game. I'm just concerned about how uh, Debo can – because, again, they, they won a lot of close games last year with the time. Trying to give them some respect. I don't think this is sure. going to be a close thing. I just, personally, I don't. 
but just trying to give them some respect because of their head coach, because of Dave Ball. Um, I'm going to be interested to see because, like you say, it's going to come down to what Daniel Jones can do in the passing game, not necessarily with his legs but with his arm. And I, I'm, I'm hopeful that defensively, with all the misdirection and stuff like that, because, again, our focus is going to be on Saquon, but Dave Ball is a good enough coach to where he's got a counterpunch. It's going to depend on whether or not Daniel Jones can make the throws. Um, to, to loosen the defense up. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I kind of got a feeling that he, that he can't. I, well, I know he can't. But I kind of got a feeling uh, Ron Dabo going to have some things up his sleeve. So I'm just hopeful sure. that while I'm confident we can win, that we don't get lax in, in who we're facing. Because I, even though we're talking about – When you, go, who you, when you say we get lax, do you mean fans or do you mean the players? I'm kind of meeting. I'm kind of meeting the players and the coach. I, you know, they don't take them for granted. Hey, I guess Marcus. what I mean. <laughs> Marcus, it, it is week one. It, there ain't no getting laxed. There, there ain't them no. Ain't nobody in that locker room talking about some. Ah, we got the Giants. <laughs> we just kick our feet up, man. It's week one. You a division rival Sunday night football. The last thing I'm worried about is these dudes getting laxed and taking anything okay. for granted. Yeah, no. Okay, okay, okay. Well, hey, then that's all I want. I want to hear from somebody that knows more than me. So I appreciate that. I ain't saying I know more than you. I just, you, I'm just look. Hey, look, bro. I'm just using my common sense here, bro. Week week one of the 2023 season is happening on Sunday Night Football against a rival. If if anybody mm-hmm. in that locker room feels laxed, they can get off the team. And get off the team. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Well, well Michael will take care of that. Michael will take yeah. care of anybody, anybody, anybody light on his boat. Hey, man, let me let you get back to it. Appreciate yes, it, brother. Thank you. Mm-hmm, no doubt. <laughs> That's why I had to ask. I said, we, we talk about the fans? Because as fans, look, yeah, I mean, look, we, we, we can feel, hey, man, we're going to stop the Giants, yada, yada, yada. The players in there, we might have to, we might have to reel them in. We, we might have to reel them in when this thing starts because they will be fired up this is a this is a team on both sides of the ball that didn't get a chance to play in preseason i didn't get a chance to hit anybody else they are ready man i think they're ready you hear it in mike mccarthy i think he's ready now it it may take it might take a few to get going but the last thing i'm worried about is them being relaxed in this game um and and they might be too fired up in this game now once we get to week 18 Week thirteen or something, and you you playing somebody that's bad, then then things change. But uh, but I, but I believe in in McCarthy having these boys ready. I believe in Dan Quinn having these boys ready, and I believe in these players being ready for this game for sure. Seven two seven. What it is? What it do? What it up there, Scott? It's Mr. James here talking to you. How you been, young man? I'm doing fantastic, but I'm I'm getting a weird feedback from you, man. All right, what about now? We'll can push. You hear me now? I can hear you, but we'll, we'll push through it. What's, what's on your mind, man? All right, Cowboys uh, fans, he like to step in the time machine and go back to the '90s and compare teams. But you know what? This team remind me of 1978 <laughs> when you had uh, Tony Dorsett as a uh, West Super Bowl team right there. You know, you had a dude J defense, Harvey Martin. You had a good defense. You had an excellent coach and coordinator and Tom Landry. These people was locked in focus. You know, they know what they had. Know what you had. This year, the Cowboys know what they got. The coaching staff know what they got. There's no unknowns when you step on the field. 
with the with this team because you don't have to re, you don't have to re, uh, think about what this player is going to do, what the system is all about. They're already locked in. You take the other teams in the beginning of the year; they got all this thing mixed in together, and they're going to have to find out, you know, because that's that learning curve, that maturation process doing, you know, this 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 uh, this new NFL when preseason yeah. games really started the first game of the season, you know, somehow, you know, still extended. But I don't think the Cowboys that have that problem. I think the number one strength that with that team's going to have to deal with is that is those two corners. If those two corners stay healthy, healthy man, that's going to be hell because they can get all the film all they want on last year. But man, when you have two lockdown corners the way we got right now, and the way that the, the defense is being structured right now, Hank is going to be there uh, from the beginning. Mozzie coming in. Uh, I, I hope there's a new uh, Gallimore because I don't know why they kept him, but damn, he must be doing something. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, this season. I was kind of optimistic about last year, you know, about how it, how it was coming out, you know, that this team looked like it had the right stuff. But I think this team really does have the right stuff this year. Getting in Kelly Moore does a thing, and Cooks, that addition of Cooks on that other side, stretching things out. Oh Lord, have mercy! I pity those who are around them. going to have to be covering. Yeah. I pity all those fools out there, you know. So have a good uh, day, man. Congratulations in your wedding, man. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate <laughs> you, Mr. Fox. And, and I do mean that. I will. Take care, man. Goodbye. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Mr. Amos had a lot to say right there. I mean, I do I do think they do have the ingredients. They 100% have the ingredients. Now they just got to make sure it's cooked right and ready to serve to the rest of the NFL. Let's get uh to my guy, Twan, from Connecticut. What's good, Twan? Sky, what's good, baby? It's time. It's time. We're here now. It's time. I'm just calling to say, Cowboys Nation, we're going to be 1-0 and come next Monday. Dak will have an efficient game. I see Micah having two sacks. Hopefully, Mozzie will have a debut premiere game for us and some pressure because I, I, I feel like, I feel like he, he has something to prove first game. Um, and let's just get the win, baby. Let's just, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I ain't got much to say. Dak Prescott for MVP. Ooh, I like it, man. I like it. All right, Twan, appreciate you, big dog. I do want to touch on um on Mozzie for a quick second and, and Hankins and whatnot. Last year, at the start of the season, the Cowboys rolled out an entirely different interior. You, you had Bohanna getting extensive snaps. He's no longer on the team, right? You had Neville Gallimore getting extensive snaps. He's now your fourth, fifth defensive tackle. Things are drastically different. You're going to have Hankins, Osa, year three, Osa, right? You're going to have Mozzie in that rotation. So I do think things will be difficult for them to run up the middle, which is why they'll attack the edges, I think. Um, and I don't know. It's just this thing about Saquon Barkley and the Cowboys. If you go look at historically on the ground, I know he averaged 5.8 yards per carry in the first game. I think it was something like that, 5.3 or something. But 36 yards on that one touchdown and everything else was shut down. And the same thing for the second game. He, he really didn't even have a big gain in the second game, but he had 25 total carries over the two games. 
And in 24 of the other carries, he averaged less than four yards per carry, 3.5 to be specific, 84 yards. So, and that usually is what it, what happens with Saquon Barkley. And this is with, like we just talked about, Bohanna, who actually was not bad against them in that first matchup, but who, who Bohanna at defensive tackle, Neville Gallimore at defensive tackle for extensive amount of snaps. Now you're getting strong guys like Jonathan Hankins and Mozzie to start the season. All that interior running that, that, that teams might think about, I think it's shut down. I think now that will transfer to them trying to attack the edges. And last year, they hardly ran it to D-Law's side because D-Law is like that over there. So it'll be up to guys like if Micah's out there, LVE if he lines up out there, Sam Williams if he plays, Dante Fowler, Dorrance Armstrong. These guys are going to have to maintain their responsibilities on the outside because they'll try to attack that because I really don't think they'll get a lot going on the interior in my opinion because you got Mozzie and you got Jonathan Hankin, Hankins and year three Osa. Like year three Osa, I think it's going to be like that. So let's get five, seven, one. What's good? Five, seven, one. You are live. Hey, hey, what's still? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm, I'm blessed, man. I'm a new caller. I, I, I appreciate everything you do, bro. Welcome to the show, yeah, man. I appreciate your support. All right, yeah. I just had a quick, uh, quick input I want to put out there. All right. Everybody is talking about how, uh, how we plan on playing this year. They fail to realize, man. We was twelve and five last year without the weapons that we have. Mm -hmm. Look at what we got now. All I got to say is they better buckle up their chin strap. No, I feel you. I feel you. I, I think the additions the Cowboys have made are getting, let's say, it, it's getting swept under the rug. I don't know how you get a, a guy who was a consensus top 10 cornerback last year and a guy in Brandon Cooks who's 29 years old. Yes, he'll be 30 next month or whatever, maybe end of the month. But he's 29 years old and he still has it if you watch the film. You you add that exactly. on top of a twelve and five team, right? And and you and you add a Super Bowl winning coach now running running things from an offensive standpoint, and you say, ah, they didn't improve. Yeah, I don't know how you get yeah. away with that. Yeah, that 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 baffles me. I, I don't I don't understand that. Like you said, man. I mean, that's that's crazy. That is real crazy. They see the they see all that the team put out there. We got the help that we need. Like you said, man. We had only. I believe in that 49ers game, if we had some more weapons, we had a hobbled Michael Gallup. If he was, I think he was playing that year. Yeah. Or if he wasn't playing, I mean, we had a Noah Brown. And, I mean, we ain't have nobody else really but C.D. Lamb. So, I mean, it's like we got Cooks now, and then we got a tight end that just filled the road that we lost Schultz. Yeah. So, we, I say we, this, man, it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting because that defense, man, I, I can't wait to see what that defense do, man. Because I, I'm just see, see, I'm I'm I live in Texas, but I, I'm from the East Coast, bro. I'm from the DMV, so all of my Redskins family and stuff, and them Philadelphia Eagles, man. Bro, tell I've, them buckle their chin straps. <laughs> I live in Texas, but I'm from the East Coast too, man. And, and and dealing with the NFC East fans up there and Pittsburgh. I went to school exactly. near, near Pittsburgh, and they they just as bad when they were winning. When they was winning Super Bowls or going to the Super Bowl. It was hell. So I know what you mean, bro. It's our turn. Yeah. Well, I ain't going to hold you. I'm going to let some other callers call in. Tell Vach I appreciate what he do too, man. Him and Law. I, I follow all you guys, man. Thank you, brother. God bless you, man. And keep doing what you're doing, bro. Salute.
Yeah, I can, tomorrow I can't wait to break down this offense. And he mentioned the whole Niners game and not having a, we got weapons. We we've got juice. The team needed juice. We 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 were leaning on, if you think about it, and with all due respect to these players, the the Dalton Schultz and the the Ezekiel Elliott's, they they kind of muddied things up. Noah Browns, Michael Gallup, they, they muddied the offense. Be, that's just who they were. And and then you lose your biggest juice player, and you don't use a guy like Turpin, you don't use a guy like Malik Davis. It's tough, man. It's tough. Even if you and, and knock on all the wood, you can. Even if you lose a juice player, there are Deuce Vaughn, Tony Pollard, CD Lamb, Jalen Tober, I consider some juice too, right? Brandon Cooks. You got uh Jake Ferguson, I think gives you juice at the tight end position. Kevante Turpin. You've got explosive. You, you've got players that have some juice. Now it's up to McCarthy and Dak figuring out a way to get them involved week in and week out. And when we talk about Wink's offense or defense tomorrow, I think it'll be a lot of those TPs, Deuce Vaughn's and and, and Jake Ferguson's that'll, that'll have to probably carry some heavy lifting because this guy Wink is a mad – Wink is crazy. Wink is crazy, and I, I give him mad props because they 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 had good players last year. Uh, they secondary wasn't all that nice, but their defense low key was able to to hold their weight in certain categories and, and week in a week out. But we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow. It's only right I, I introduce Sonny into the show, man. What's good, Sonny? Hey, good morning. Good, good morning, good sir. Hey, I'm, I was listening to you on the TV. I didn't see you transfer. Hey, um, I got, I'm going to try to make this a real serious conversation. I know you guys all laughed at me last time I told you no, Michael Parsons had 30 sacks, but I no. really believe he will. Oh, and, I, and look, you I, know, I, I believe hope. so heartedly. I hope you know, you're right. He, you know, he's a once-in-a-generation type player. You know, I'm just going to buy the extra game being played, you know. I'm thinking that 30 sack could be very possible to be there, you know, for somebody. You know, but that's not what I called. The reason I called is I want to know, what did, what did you uh, – I didn't get to see when you did your picks. What did you have us going as? Uh, I didn't make any picks. Uh, you mean like, like record-wise? Yeah. I think the floor is twelve and five again. You know what I mean, I, I don't, I don't really do, I don't do records all like that. Uh, but the floor is twelve and five. You don't think we made any improvement at all, then, Sonny? Ain't no way you've been watching my show and you come away with that. Absolutely, we've made improvement. I said the floor is twelve and five. Meaning, hey, Tyler, I'm sorry, but I'm breaking up. Hey, I'm gonna have to call in again. Gotcha, Sonny. I'm hearing this static on my end. Yeah, the aliens then came down and got your I'm ass again. Sorry. All right, it's all good, Sonny. Appreciate you, big dog. Yeah. Go get some sugar, Sonny. Go get some sugar. Uh, yeah, the floor. Look, I don't, I don't do record predictions. I, I stopped doing that a long time ago. Definitely with this damn team. I, I've seen thirteen and three, thirteen and three, twelve and four, twelve and five, twelve. When the Cowboys are good and healthy. Barring any catastrophic injuries, they're going to be a double-digit win team, and I think the floor is 12-5. and five. They, they definitely can reach 13-4, 14-3, 15-2. Hell, I, I truly do believe that. 
Uh, but I'm not I'm not going to put a put a record on it. They'll lose some games because it's the NFL season, but I think they'll win a hell of a lot more. And at the end of the day, they will be one of the final four teams. I do believe that this year, barring catastrophic injury. Sonny said he he said he uh, ran out of what do you say? <laughs> Sonny usually cool when it when it comes to the the reception. So I'm not sure what happened, but it's all good, bro. Come call back in tomorrow. I got you, bro. I got you. Billy said I'd rather have Parsons at 15 sacks, but pure 15 sacks, but best pressure rate and lead the NFL in tackles for loss and forced fumbles. Yeah, look, I mean Billy. I'd rather have Michael Parsons have 30 sacks. <laughs> Do you understand how absurd that number is? Like if, if we had to go with 30 sacks or lead the league in pressure rate and fit to, I mean, he's done. He's been up there in pressure rate and had 13 and a half sacks or whatever tackles for loss for 30 sacks is going to result in a hell of a lot of forced fumbles too. And then you do count tackles for loss with, with, with the sacks. So, Give me 30 sacks all day and tomorrow. We had 54 sacks as a team last year. You mean to tell me Micah can get more than half? She. I, hey, Sonny, I hope you're right, bro. Remember, we asked Sonny. He said, Sonny said, well, what's the uh, sack record? I said, well, 20, 22 and a half, 23. Sonny said, that's it? It's, it's 17 games. That's hard. That's hard to do. That is hard to do, man. But uh, we have a healthy rotation. We've got interior guys now that I think will push that pressure towards Micah. And I definitely think he could have a career high in sacks. No doubt about it. But give me that goddamn 30 sacks. Somebody said, oh, that was Mitra. Mitra said, if he get 30 sacks, the front office will have to throw the bag at 11. Well, I'm here to tell you right now. They're going to have to throw the bag at him, period. Point blank. All right, we're going to hit this chat and head up out of here because we do got to prep for the show later for Vosh Lombardi Live. Shouts out to my bro. I think he's in here. I saw you guys dropping his name. We'll be back previewing the Giants can't remember. I think it's the Giants off defense today and the Giants offense tomorrow. And uh, as we get ready for week one, 20 sacks is, an inc is incredibly hard, says Honey Bear. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, it is. And then Zotan said, might as well say Michael going to have 10 picks. That Honestly, that's the next step I want to see from Mike. And I know that's hard to do when you're rushing the passer 80% of the time. But... He's so good. Like he could have been a fantastic strong safety. I think he could have played. He could have did anything he wanted to do. But I would love to see him add three picks to his to his resume. And, and he can do that rushing, right? Rushing, D-Ware style, jump up, interception, fake rush, drop back when he sees a screen, interception. But if he adds that, if he has that little thing on top, I already think he's the best defensive player in the league. But it'll be undoubted. There will be no doubt that he's the best player in the league. Nothing to announce or address. My, my my guy already announced it. You know that that we 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 got married over the weekend. But you know I I I sometimes bring the private life to y'all. But certain things I also 
ain't trying to put too too out there but yes indeed i have joined the club uh never pull out Shaq the vikings fan you imagine that that's a madden stat 30 sacks, 10 picks, 200 rushing yards, 3 rushing touchdowns. It's a Madden stat, bro. Yes, A Boogie the Boss said Aiden Hutchinson catches picks. He does exactly what I said, right? Like, he'll drop back when he reads the screen, pick. He'll jump up in the air, pick. Like, that. that's something I think Michael Parsons can do. And, and I think from a nuanced standpoint, Michael Parsons is developing his pass rush technique. I mean, I, I thought you saw that happen during year one, but it still wasn't up there. Then year two, you started seeing to put together. Now what I'm seeing, at, you know, camp, practices and whatnot, the, the tape we're seeing, psh. hey, Andrew Thomas is going to have a long day. And Andrew Thomas is a damn good left tackle. If you if you in the chat, if you are in the chat, authentic, this is no disrespect. Andrew Thomas. That boy gonna struggle against Micah though. Yeah. I don't think they should put Micah on Evan Neal's side because I think Daniel or I think uh D Law will own that matchup. And I think Andrew Thomas against D Law is actually a better matchup for Andrew Thomas. So I'm moving Michael around in the sense of letting him work on that side and letting him work in the middle, doing some stunts or whatever, getting him involved, oppo, and just let D-Law wreck shop over there. With all due respect to the second team All-Pro, I just watched Micah go to work. That's all I'm saying. Yes, indeed. Uh, was it Friday? Friday night. I'll be on with Authentic, so we'll be able to have this conversation uh, with Pick 6 Sports prior to this weekend's game. So make sure you check us out. And if you missed the super team up from Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, from Sunday, uh, where, man, I felt like everybody in the damn content creation arena was there during this DC Universe team up. Make sure you go check that out. It's on a couple people's pages. I know I know Law and I know Boss in general uh so make sure y'all check that out as well but before we get up out of here before we get up out of here make sure y'all hit this like button if you enjoyed the show today and if you're new like we had a first time caller today if you're new this is how things will go during the season as we ramp up for each opponent tomorrow we're going to focus on wink martindale's defense against the cowboys offense mike mccarthy dak prescott that will be a cat and mouse game but but really, we know what Wink gonna do. <laughs> Wink gonna send no he gonna send the house. Let's just say that. But but he'll disguise his coverages as well. But we'll get into all of the details with that. We'll have some film as well and uh, see where the Cowboys can counter. So uh, make sure you guys tune in for that. We did get a super chat on the way out. Shouts out to my guy D Brown, aka Dwayne brown super chat my bad somebody was in on the phone lines I, I i didn't see you i heard you just just dip if you want to call in you can call in man i'll get you in. uh d brown said great show sky welcome to the marriage club 35 years <laughs> salute to you sir 35 years is that's strong 
That's strong. L said, I was talking about the audio podcast. So we'll we'll see where that goes. It was a hell of a weekend, busy weekend, as you guys uh, know now. But we'll we'll see what happens this weekend. I'm, I'm going to have Sunday's show ready to go, so I might be able to do something Saturday. We'll see what's up. I'll let y'all know, though. I'll let y'all know. Billy said, roundtable after week one. Hey, I ain't the roundtable kind of sore. That is Vach. Ask Vach later on. Vach and Barty live show on the volume and Vach and Barty's uh, channel. About 315-ish. When that will happen. I'd love for it to happen prior to the season, but we all busy uh, heading into week one. But, but hey, man, ask the bro Vach. We'll see what happens with that. With that said, I'm going to go ahead and, and let my guy say it. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. I got you, Swain. <laughs> Richard wants me to do the wrestling podcast live. Maybe I'll get a Patreon. Maybe I'll get a a, a Twitch Vosh been, Vosh been telling me to get a Patreon for years. Maybe I'll do that. And in the Patreon, you can see how I put together some of these film reviews and whatnot on top of the wrestling team. But I'm out of here. See y'all later. Make sure y'all check out Mo as well. Vosh from Body Live 315-ish. Love y'all. Peace.